0: Welcome to the Husband Material Podcast, where we help Christian men outgrow porn. Why? So you can change your brain, heal your heart, and save your relationship. My name is Drew Boa, and I'm here to show you how. Let's go. Hey, man. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode about long-distance friendship. It seems that in our world, more and more friendships are becoming long-distance, And so I've decided to invite some of the other husband material certified coaches to join me for a conversation about why this is happening, some of the benefits and strengths and gifts of long distance friendships, as well as the limitations and the challenges and how we can overcome those limitations by allowing our long distance friendships to strengthen our local friendships and even to become more local and to become embodied when we visit each other in person. And we will give you some great ideas on how to do that here we go. Today on the show, I am joined by three certified husband material coaches who are also my friends. We have a long distance friendship that is punctuated by moments in person. So hello to Stephen Thomas, Marcus Spar, and Mike Chapman. Hey guys. Hello. Howdy. And we are located all over this continent. I am in Santa Barbara, California. I am in eastern
1: North Carolina. I am in southeastern
2: Washington State. And I'm in Greenville, South Carolina. So we are truly coast to
0: coast. Truly really coast to coast. And then Sean Bonito, who's not with us today, uh, is another certified husband material coach in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. If you're not familiar with geography, that's far, 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 far eastern Canada. That's right. So... Sean's time zone is actually one hour later than Eastern time zone. So we have a four hour gap in our time zones. Atlantic time zone. That's right. So we are from all over and we connected with each other through husband material. Today we are talking about something that I have really felt the need to address, which is the reality that more and more friendships in my life are becoming long distance, including friendships with you guys and including friendships with other husband material men. And it seems like that is just the reality these days. Why do you think this is happening?
1: Well, I think probably one of the biggest things is that we are living in a time and a world where we're kind of expected to just move around. Opportunities are moving from one state to another, one country to another. and during a time when people used to just stay really remote and local, we're just broadening and expanding. And so we end up losing a lot more relationships and friendships just because
3: they're moving.
0: Yeah. And especially during this time of COVID, when we have lots of online opportunities to connect, we have phones, we have zoom, we have the husband material community and yet there are less in-person opportunities. I know that for a couple of us, for many of us, especially when we were on lockdown, online friendships were the only kind of friendships we could have.
2: I think for me, um, it's been really important to find other guys who want to talk deeply about things. That's always kind of been a cry of my heart. And I found it was difficult. Um, I think there's a lot of guys that want to do that, but don't know how. Um, so. Just kind of realizing that you know, different. There's not a lot of men that I meet in person that feel readily capable of doing it. Not that there's not hunger, but um, for that reason, I just found myself looking to find other guys who want to go as deep as I want to go. Um, or again, maybe it's not want, but are ready to go as deep as I want to go in uh, the topics that I'm willing to talk about. I I regularly felt like the guy. Who brings up stuff and makes the room feel awkward. So, um, I want to, I've wanted to meet guys who can be in that awkwardness with me rather than run from it. Um, So, that's just made me realize that, all right, I got to seek this out somewhere. And I don't want to think that it's not possible at all, but that is kind of where my journey to seek long distance relationships. Um has come from. So like meeting guys in men's groups that are, you know, focused on things like emotional health, sexual health, recovery, things like that, where people are talking about the deep stuff, uh, and have similar journeys as me. Um, that's where that kind of originated for me.
0: And Steven, I think you're actually really good at bringing up those awkward topics.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. Someone's got to, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
3: I think that to add to what Stephen's saying, there's also safety in distance. So, if you're meeting people from another state, another city, there's a more safety, especially if we're being very vulnerable. Because if it's someone in our own community or our church community, there'd be more opportunity for it to slip out or to share some of those truths that you may not want to share with everyone. And so it, even though they may know our names, but there's a little bit more anonymity there. So there's a little added safety, so we can be more vulnerable to people who aren't necessarily living right next door.
0: It's true. Opening up about my deepest secrets um, is not easy to do, but maybe it's a little bit easier to do in front of a computer screen absolutely. So there are some benefits to virtual friendships, although, Local, in-person, embodied friendships where we can hug each other and look directly into each other's eyes is preferable and and it's stronger. A lot of times, it's just not possible, especially when we move or our friends move away or we form these friendships online. Some people seem to think that online connection is uh, a problem. Um, and I certainly think it can become unhealthy. Actually, I wanted to ask Marcus about that because I felt like you had some really great insights about when do you think online virtual long-distance friendships can become unhealthy?
1: Yeah, and that seems to be the big question as we are becoming more and more integrated through technology and online. One of the pitfalls with online virtual friendships and relationships is You're able to meticulously craft whatever image you want to have for the other person. We can think, we can craft whatever image it is that we want to have. And I was even talking with someone about this earlier. It's so easy for us to put masks on to be whoever people want us to be or what we think these people want us to be when we are online and then it actually takes away from the authentic nature of relationships and friendships because we're not being who we truly are. And I don't know, with the times that I've spent with you guys, I've absolutely loved getting to know your guys' authentic selves, and you guys have accepted me for exactly who I am. And you know what? It takes a lot of the guesswork out of developing relationships when you can be who you truly are.
0: That's well said. Even on zoom here, there's this feature that touches up my appearance and we have to decide, am I going to use that feature or not? And I usually leave it on just because I like it. (laughs) There's a, there is a difference between how I look on zoom and how I look in real life. Um, There's a difference between the types of things that I will say, in a text message versus in person. And there's also, I think, just a huge difference between actually looking into someone's eyes versus looking at a picture of them or looking at a camera. So what are some of the other challenges of long-distance friendships?
3: I think the lack of physicalness. So uh, hugs, that kind of physical interaction, uh, that's... Something that is lacking, like you said, true—the the eye contact, physically being in someone's presence, um, and the inability to go and do something together and share an activity together is very hard to do virtually. I mean, there's a few you can do, like online games or that kind of thing, or virtual watch movie thing,
0: or the Husband Material Christmas Party where yeah. Santa shows up every year. Yes. Uh, but it's, it's
3: not quite the same as being in a big room with a bunch of people or going and doing something. So you miss that kind of shared experience, uh,
2: in real life. I do think, um, one challenge for me, I have three young children, uh, and a wife and, you know, I'm a life consultant and, you know, coaching people all day. So a lot of my um, life is virtual. And a lot of my business, I can even conduct from my phone. And that's probably been the hardest thing is my, my children confronting me that I'm on my phone too much. And it's just been um, one of those things where I've had to become aware of that and really put it away for myself uh, as best as I can. And I'm still growing in it. But that would be just one challenge of a pitfall is getting sucked in by the screen as you're doing virtual friendships
0: Yeah, that makes a huge difference. I find that some of these long-distance friendships, we don't have as many adventures together. We don't go through as many struggles or challenges that we face together, which is one of the things I love about Husband Material Academy is that on Trigger Tuesday and Fantasy Friday, we have an experience together. Like We work through someone's story. We process the past, or we go really deep into a fantasy. I did Fantasy Friday last Friday, and Mike... You coached me and Marcus, you were there too. And that was just so powerful for me. I mean, that was a bonding experience, even though it was online. And at the same time, how much more powerful would it have been if we were all together?
1: Yeah. And to touch base on what Mike had said, I have heard from many different people and sources that men just instinctively develop closer relationships when we're doing something together as compared to like, if you take a look at most women, and of course there's going to be variations on the spectrum, but like women can engage and bond and grow just from being together and having conversations. There's a reason why there's the stereotype that women are going to be inside having, you know, some, drinks, having some iced tea, and just engaging in conversation. And all of their husbands or boyfriends are going to be out in the backyard shooting cans on a fence. Because we just instinctively grow stronger bonds when we do things. And it's really hard to do that in a virtual atmosphere.
2: Yeah, I can piggyback on that and just say, I think that in a way, it's sort of just a partial knowing of someone. I've learned that there still is a part of me that needs something more than just, you know, deep conversation. But I need to play. Um, I need, uh, you know, I actually just saw Facebook memory last year. I took a group of people to do this like massive laser tag experience for my birthday and things like that. I I bond as I'm saying this. I'm thinking about last year's husband material retreat, which got interrupted. The plans got interrupted last minute. I mean, the night before the husband material retreat was supposed to start, the leader of the camp caught COVID and their entire crew caught COVID and they had to cancel on us. So we had people flying in from all over the world and no place to go 9.30 the night before we were all supposed to meet, we're calling every person I know in California <laughs> to say, hey, do you know somebody in Santa Barbara from your house, Drew? We're doing trying to figure that out. And it created a situation where. We found a campground and had to, you know, find tents from people that you knew locally. But we went through this experience together, and there's something bonding about that. Is the point I'm trying to make? And there's just a deeper connection. You see, actually, different thing, um, different facets of individuals' personalities come out through stuff like that too. And that's why I refer to the partial knowing through just an online or long-distance friendship. That's only talk. Um, so, I mean, it's a challenge. It it doesn't mean we have to be discouraged about, um, our long distance friendships, but it's just good to be aware that you may not get fulfilled in every different way you actually need it. And I've learned that about myself in the process of having long distance friendships.
0: Man, that is so true. And for those of you who have been able to connect with some different guys inside the husband material community or inside husband material Academy, um, I've heard from multiple men that that it feels like there's something missing. Like there's a hole, uh, there's a gap. And there certainly is. Um, Yet at the same time, there are also gifts and strengths that come from online friendships. One of the greatest gifts I have seen is that online long distance friendships can be there when no one else is. When my few local friends are not available, I know that there is a list of men who I can call. If it's the middle of the night and I need support emotionally, sexually, relationally, I have a couple guys on the other side of the world who are probably awake through this amazing technology. We can be there with each other when no one else is there. How amazing is that?
3: It is
1: a truly Magnificent and beautiful experience because thanks to technology, we can be more connected than we've ever been. You know, to the same point that you shared there, Drew. I have some friends that are on the other side of the world and they know, oh man, when it's really late at night and I'm really struggling, I don't want to bother anyone at this hour. Oh, guess what? We can connect, I can help you process. I can just be a shoulder and ear for you to express what your experience is being. And oh, man, talking is so much better than just being able to go post somewhere. It's like, man, I'm really struggling because, oh, hearing someone's voice where it's like, oh, man, that that sounds really difficult. I'm so sorry you're going through that. It just it connects us on such a deeper level compared to if we're just only using text because we miss out on so much of what's being said when we're only reading what someone has said.
0: That's a really good point. When we're first meeting new people, um, text can be a safe and appropriate way to communicate. And yet, in order for co-regulation and attunement to happen, having someone's voice, having someone's face in real time can't be replaced. So I say that because I think it's really important for our long distance friendships to take advantage of as much as we can, uh, whether that's a phone call or a video call, rather than uh, just texting or just messaging or posting in a forum. But of course you have to find those people. You have to build trust. And that's where a place like the husband material community can help because it can be a place where you meet people that you never would have met otherwise. So while it's probably not a good idea to make that kind of place, your primary area of connection, it can open up doors and relationships that can last for years and maybe even a lifetime. Um, and, That's why i've created it that's why i'm so passionate about it
2: yeah that's so good i feel that as we're talking about connecting through text and voice and kind of growing that i I think of the famous quote that the opposite of addiction is human connection what i find is i feel that my long distance friends who are willing to go deep with me um they've been sort of my training ground to develop the ability to connect more so that I can learn to bring that more into my face-to-face relationships. So I've been super grateful. I feel like it's created more relational abundance for me. When you're meeting with these guys online that are, you know, aligned. Hey, we want authentic and deep. The fact that authenticity is our primary connection point keeps. Um, I think I find that it keeps the relationship strong because once you lose that piece, it, those the online or the long-distance relationships, at least for me, tend to kind of dissipate pretty quickly because it's like I'm not here for anything else other than, you know, like, hey, we're both wanting to practice connection. You know, we want to reverse the curse in our lives of loneliness that we fed through addiction. So we're practicing authenticity and connection. Let's keep building that. If that goes, like, then there's no purpose all of a sudden. I've just appreciated the amount of connection I get in my long distance friendships. Um, They've meant the world to me and been super important for me to really create what I call relational abundance everywhere, online and in person.
0: Yeah, Stephen, it's so true that our long distance friendships, when they are really deep and meaningful, can be like a, a practice ground for being known, giving and receiving love, and then being able to create that where we are locally. Because for many of us, we just don't have this kind of quality, authentic, beautiful brotherhood where we live. So if we want to get it we're going to need to create it. But if we're going to create it we need to learn it. And in many ways that's what husband material is about is learning those things. And it's amazing to see the culture we've created online where men are responding to each other with kindness and curiosity and compassion. And then that equips us for in-person connections. And I think as Mike has talked about when we do meet in person after getting to know each other virtually The relationship is often much deeper.
3: Right, right. Um, At the in-person retreat in California, that was very true because we had spent the last year, year and a half, many of us, uh, developing these very close, intimate relationships, going very deep, being very personal. And then getting together, we were celebrating that friendship uh, because we had already gone there. It was just so easy. And it was we called it a hug fest because everyone <laughs> knew everyone, everyone loved everyone. So it's just like we get to see each other person, and we get and it was just hug after hug after hug. Uh, but like Stephen was saying earlier, having that ability where you are practicing that intimacy with other men online, you can then transfer those skills to in-person friendships. For me personally. I have several close friends, just a few, but because I was able to be more intimate online as far as what my hurts are, what my issues are, uh, where I need support, it was that much easier to share some of those things with those close in-person friends as well that I hadn't really gone that deep with. Uh, A few of them have but I was able to go deeper. And those that I hadn't, I was able to share more. And it was a training ground. Um, I love, uh, Stephen said a joke recently that what Jesus's most uh, largest miracle was the fact that he had 12 friends over when he was (laughs) over 30. And I think in American society, I don't know if this is true internationally, but men have a hard time making friends. This is very common. So not only in the Christian community, but the uh, American society that men do not make friends. Everyone's a lone wolf. Even if they're they're married, all their interaction is with their, their, their spouse. And that's it. Developing those friendships online kind of gives you those skills. Oh, how do you do
2: friendships in person as well? I have to chime in and say, I didn't create that joke. I saw a meme. (laughs) It's a great joke and it applies. You're right. You're spot on. Um, It is hard in our culture and society to build friendships. And this even brings up, at least for me, an idea of just another reason why I think long distance or virtual friendships can be um, helpful is that they can be on our time. And I know you kind of hit at that too, but you know, you know, a lot of us are busy with family or, or work and things like that. But just the fact that you have a friend that you can reach out to on your phone, which you carry with you all the time, that's actually a gift too. You know, it's not like, oh, the only people you can be friends with is when you can schedule time, which is, you know, again, away from family or away from whatever it is you're doing. Um, that's a, That's a gift to have that.
0: Yeah. It's an amazing support. And yet, as we've talked about our long distance friendships. Have limitations. And especially as you get into a year of long distance friendship or two years since you've seen each other at all, it begins to feel imbalanced. And especially with the friendships within husband material, sometimes we know very deep secrets about each other, even the details of each other's sexual fantasies. But we don't even know the basics of how tall you are. Like so many guys are surprised that i am six foot seven i'm five foot 19 inches tall uh but you would never know that just by listening to this podcast or watching these youtube videos
1: yeah and no one truly knows exactly how much hair i have on top of my head because some of it's so thin the pixels can't really fill in (laughs) what's actually up
3: here (laughs) And the whole friendship thing got worse during COVID, those in-person relationships, because everyone was isolating and there was no interaction. And even the physicalness, like um, if you were able to go to church, no one really wanted to hug anyone because it's like, oh, maybe you'll get sick or maybe I'm sick and I don't know it. And if I hug you, I might make you sick. So everyone's kind of touch phobic after COVID. Yeah, my hug quotient has gone way, way down Uh, and starting as people are starting to get more comfortable, it's starting to get back. But being able to do any kind of in-person friendships, yeah, that physicality is so important and definitely feeds me.
0: And not in a weird way, in a very non-sexual way. It feeds our souls, which is one of the reasons why I can't wait for the Husband Material retreat in September, because I know that it will be the most hugs per day that I receive and give all year. Yes. Literally hundreds. I think hundreds of hugs uh, over just a few days. And that's one of the big reasons why we want to give our long distance friendships some time in person, some time together. It's so important. And I wanna give everybody a little bit of advice about that. The platform we use for Husband Material community at husbandmaterial.co is called Mighty Networks and it includes this feature called Members Near Me so that you can find what members of this community live closest to you. I can see people who are one town away from me or in my town or a couple towns away from me. And that's a great opportunity to make some of these virtual friendships in person. And no matter where your friends live, I have heard incredible stories of men visiting each other, sometimes quite long distances. And I got to experience this too uh, in Southern California here when a couple of husband material men came to visit me. We had such a glorious day together. And Stephen and Mike, you guys just had a big meetup in South Carolina. How was that? it's awesome yes yeah i mean it's been on my heart
2: and i've heard just from other coaches to you know establish these meetups and um hopefully you got the community will get to see more of that happening i did one in chicago a few months ago also and even just the idea of a husband material coach being there might provide some safety for people who have concerns about that um just to create connection points because it is beautiful to get to talk in person with these guys who, with other men who are wanting to talk deeply about the issues of our heart that can be so rare. And it's such a gift. So, um, yeah, we did a little retreat and I thought it was incredible. Um, I'm, I'll let Mike fill in too.
3: Yeah. Uh, just amazing to connect in person with some of these men who hadn't had that experience before. A lot of them weren't able to go to California last year to the retreat. So this was oftentimes the first time they've gotten to be with an HM brother in person. And yeah, like California hug fest, which is wonderful. Lots of hugging and just, and then tons of talking and interaction plus the structure. We had a little uh, uh, lesson in there as well. That was extremely insightful and helpful for all of us to kind of dig down and see what those hurts. Uh, but it doesn't have to be that structured. I know a lot of guys uh, schedule informal meetups or lunches uh, and a lot of them are posting them on the HM community during our last virtual retreat. A lot of us had little virtual watch parties. I think there was four uh, across the world. There was one in Cambodia uh, that uh, men were watching the retreat together uh, some of us, I know I had a, uh, Airbnb house that a uh, few of us rented. There was four of us and we got together and watched the, uh, retreat together. And then the off time, it was all bonding time with us and it was so phenomenal. So anytime you can create those safe in-person contacts, it's wonderful and deepens those friendships.
0: Yes, you guys can do this. You can organize it informally, or you can even go into the husband material community and create an event. Or you can talk to me, and we can create an event for you and with you. I am going to be in Sacramento later this month. I am going to be in Colorado next month. And I hope to see some of you guys who live in some of those areas.
1: Yeah, and I think you touched on something pretty important there, Drew, it doesn't have to be a coach or a host in the community who can schedule or plan some of these events. If you're if you're scheduling one and there happens to be a coach who's nearby, you're welcome to invite the coach or the host to participate and join. But it doesn't have to fall on us to always create these events. You guys can do that 100%. You have the power and the, the ability to do so. So go for it
0: yeah and we've created a culture with some core values that can serve to guide your experiences for example one of our core values is safety so keep it safe i think having a larger group can boost safety um, confidentiality empathy and compassion rather than criticizing each other or trying to fix each other Um, curiosity about our stories courage to be vulnerable and to be real i mean it's pretty simple. You, you put some of these ingredients in the recipe and the result uh, is a little bit different every time. And it's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, so the
3: last weekend retreat, there was so much of that. Uh, there are a little mini meetup. Uh, there was enough downtime where we just had connection. So deep interaction. It was wonderful. And yeah, definitely my hug quotient got filled up and some guys i don't know it like me you're just starving for that friendship that interaction with other men because during covid we didn't get a lot of that and some because they didn't go to any of the other retreats they were starving for that interaction and to be able to give that to
2: them was phenomenal yeah and i mean we had 13 men show up and we just threw us together in the last month. It wasn't even like largely marketed or prepared. Um, I mean, we did a lot to prepare for it, but we didn't put in tons and tons of work to put this together is what I'm trying to say. We got to, like you said, hug, talk deeply. Um, I mean, even just praying and worshiping together, we did that together. Um, That was really beautiful and fun. I mean, one of my favorite moments was Mike and I praying for the event before everyone got there. Are we had a moment? You know, we just got to put our arms around each other and pray and bless the event. And it's just so powerful. I I love getting to pray with other men, you know, for stuff like this, especially. So that was really beautiful and a really great time. I believe husband material is a movement, you know, a part of even a greater movement of seeing men become emotionally healthy, sexually healthy, um, and to be able to impact the regions we live and. You know, use these friendships that you have online or long distance to eventually, get, you'll eventually grow into a place where you'll want to take risks in your local community. And that, that's something I've been doing. I, I tell my story really openly. Um, the people who live here know know me very well, know the details of the kinds of struggles I've had in life. And I have plenty of guys who I've um, met with in person here open up to me about their struggles. Um, it's it's really common. And it's provided that balance, too, because I think we all, again, we all want to live in what I call a relational abundance, where it's like everywhere we go, oh, I can connect with this person, this person, you know, and this is just such a great opportunity. The husband material community, I think, is a great opportunity to build that for yourself over time.
0: Exactly. To tell your story first by creating a little post, introducing yourself and Allowing the love that the things we hate about ourselves do not disqualify us from being loved. And you can experience that in a small way through creating a post. You can experience that in a deeper way through a real-time conversation or a coaching session or a small group. And you can experience that in an even deeper way. We need a little bit of practice and build-up before we can get to the point where I'm willing to be open with the people who are actually in my life. It's so
2: good, you know, and we all feel the pain of that void of not having anywhere to go and talk. You know, sometimes I've been telling people uh, that I work with that, like, you know, I'm going to put you on notice that we we want somebody else to go first and provide that safety for us. And when that happens, that's great. But I've been putting people on notice, like, guess what? You're going to be the superhero not only of your own story, but for other people. And God wants you to walk in the confidence where you see yourself as like one, as a beloved son that you're willing to take that risk and have that security to fall back on, maybe through your um, through your security in your relationship directly with God and how you perceive him. And he wants to repair the areas of that that's broken. And also experiencing that through these long distance friendships where it's like, yeah, I tried it at church, that sucked. I'm in a lot of pain, you know, and having a place to go to. So that is safe, you know, as we are trying to build that in our local communities.
0: I love it. And hearing that come from you is so redemptive because in our very first phone conversation, Stephen, I think when I asked you, what is your vision? What do you want? You said, I want to own my story. Yeah. Whew. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and this, you know, we've
2: been friends now for almost two years, right? So. Um, it was two years ago I joined your group and, you know, I was walking in sobriety, but I just knew there was shame over my past and over my story. And I wanted more capability to tell it when I wanted. And in that, in this two years of knowing you, it's been so life-giving, so healing, even just going through the small group, going through the curriculum, which has relationship training built in the small groups, which I think is really valuable. Relational abundance I'm experiencing it externally because I owned it internally. I decided I'm going to decide I'm lovable despite my past, despite my pain. And I'm just going to be me and I'm going to carry that. And it's like an ecosystem and people are like drawn to it. And literally I I regularly have guys open up to me about their stuff. It's really cool. And I just want to encourage everybody hearing this, that that's for you too. It really is for you too.
1: Yeah. And that's actually really powerful what you're saying there, Stephen because I've had very similar experiences. And I think part of that is we so crave that authentic relationship of having an experience with someone who is authentically who they are, that when you find someone like that, it's like you're a magnet to all of these people. They just want to know you more. It's like, man, there's something different about this guy and I like it. And we can all have that experience if... We just take off our masks and just be who we are.
0: Marcus, isn't it wild that the things we believe cut us off from other people, our quirks, our flaws, our failures, they actually connect us to other people. They help other people feel connected to us. Absolutely, because we
1: are living life by our own script, not a script that someone else is providing for us. And that's where true authenticity, vulnerability, and honesty comes from in our relationships. You know, a great, this is a, a very funny anecdotal story where this last Fantasy Friday, we didn't have anyone for the hot seat. And we just opened it up to a group conversation. There were only six of us on the call. And I started out using Drew, your background, as a virtual background. And it's like, you know, my video says Drew Boa. Hey, I've got his virtual background. I'll just pretend to be Drew for a little bit. And about a third of the way through the call, I'm like, no, I, I, I've I, got to be myself. And so I turned the virtual background back off because what's a part of my authentic self? I've got a video game shield over this shoulder. I've got posters over this one. I've got swords on the wall. It's like, I don't have books in the background like Drew. I don't have plants in, over one shoulder. It's like, that's not who I am. And so I, I had to be myself because I just, I wanted to be myself. And that's what people resonate with.
0: Wow. I love that. And, and allowing that, glowing reflection of the light in your head to be the blessing of God on who you are.
1: <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I wouldn't change who I am anymore. I I have lived authentically for so long. I, if I don't, people are missing out. Amen. People are missing out when we are not being who we are. I was even having a conversation with one of my clients about this because true intimacy, true closeness and being familiar with someone requires us to be who we are. And if we're not, you know, I joke around a lot. It's like if someone doesn't accept me for who I am, oh, they're the ones missing out. Yet it's honestly true because they are missing out on what I can bring that only I can. In a relationship because we all have our own stories, our own experiences, our own quirks, hangups, and strengths. And we are, if we're not bringing those to our relationships, then everyone around us is missing out on who we truly are.
0: Amen. And maybe the area of ourselves that is hardest to open up about, most difficult to talk about, is the specific sexual brokenness that we've had, the childhood experiences, the trauma, the triggers, and the fantasies, the arousal, the unwanted sexual attraction that we all have, because I believe we all have unwanted sexual attraction to something or to some kind of person. I mean, if we can open up about that, if we can let other people into that part of our lives in a safe and connected way, in my experience, that's a shortcut. That's a shortcut to helping other people feel safe. That's a shortcut to helping other people feel like, hey, maybe I can be known. Maybe I can be myself. Because if we can talk about that, we can talk about anything.
2: So good.
1: And how many of us are already laying down those foundations by sharing that in the safety of the husband material community? And then when we meet in person, we can just take that foundation and just build off of it to something that's truly magnificent and beautiful.
0: It's so true. It's, it's like an accelerator. Our friendships are growing and growing and growing from long distance, and then we finally get to enjoy the result of all that work when we meet up. So calling all husband material men, you are officially invited to this year's celebration retreat in Santa Barbara, California from September 9th to September 13th. The goal is beauty and brotherhood, to experience those two things, beauty and brotherhood, which we had so much of last year, despite all of the challenges. And I look forward to even more this year. We will have cabins with mattresses, with bathrooms in the cabins, with air conditioning and heat. We will have a dining hall, all things that we didn't really have last year. That's gonna change. And you know what? If everything goes wrong again, we will see God provide again. Um, But regardless, it's going to be amazing. We've got lots of healing in store through group therapy, through experiences in nature, and through the fun and the silliness, and even sock wrestling that has become a tradition. It's
3: so amazing. So much healing happened. And we had a lot of fun, but the lessons, the little workshops that were offered just were so impactful for me and for many men uh, who participated, Uh, just went really deep and helped work on our stuff. But then so much else happened, so many connections. I think one of my favorite things that Drew did to set the stage, he said, I really want to say that you're not gonna be triggered this weekend, but you will be, you will be triggered. And that's okay. And this is a safe place to discuss it. And one of the first, I think maybe the second night there, a bunch of us around a picnic table decided to talk about how specifically we had been triggered. And it was just so profound and so healing for each of us to realize we all got triggered in different ways and it was okay. And then also hearing other men's perspectives who may not have been in that situation, but could say, is that part of your own story? It's like, well, yeah, this used to happen. It was like this whole healing conversation that just happened because we were all there and all being triggered by all the different things.
0: That's right. Our triggers can be transformed. And that's exactly what happened. Yes, exactly.
1: And I would suggest that every man who's coming to the retreat Make sure you're doing some good arm exercises because it got to the point there was so much hugging going on that my forearms were cramping on me and I could like barely swim with everyone else because it's like, oh, my arms haven't done this much hugging in so long. So be prepared. There's going to be a lot of hugging. Again, we respect everyone's boundaries and wishes. If you don't want to be hugged that's fine. A lot of guys are there to be hugged. And so if you're one of those who wants to hug, make sure you're ready for it because there's going to be some nice big man hugs going on. And if you're like me, I wasn't ready for how many there actually was.
2: Drew, I love that you said the theme is beauty and brotherhood. I just keep learning that experiencing beauty is actually really healing. Experiencing brotherhood is beautiful and it's healing. Openness, vulnerability, hearing the beauty of people's people's stories, seeing their true self, that's beautiful. Getting to be in nature, unplugged, it's beautiful. And it's something about that that heals the soul. Come and expect to experience beauty and brotherhood and expect that to be healing for you.
0: Amen. Stephen, Mike, Marcus, you all played such a big role in last year's retreat. I want to thank you so much for all of your help for all of the love that you poured out. And it means the world to me that I'm gonna see you all at this next retreat. If Husband Material is your community, if you feel like you have found your people, if this is part of who you are, then please come. The early bird pricing for this retreat is available until July 9th. So you can find all the information about it in the links for this episode or just go to husbandmaterial.com slash retreat. It'll be a time of fun freedom, and friendship in person. I would love to see you there. Gentlemen, always remember you are God's beloved son and in you, he is well pleased.